right, it is first and Moose, Connor, Patrick, and Manny. And one heck of a football weekend. I would say easily the, the best football weekend we've probably seen, at least in our lifetimes. I mean, there's probably people older than us that might argue there's a better football weekend. But uh, it's the best football weekend I, I remember. And I'm a Packers fan, obviously devastated it hurts kind of felt like the the one last chance we have for however long i mean they're gonna have to rebuild but we'll, we'll get into that later but even as someone who was on the bad end of it i enjoyed this weekend so i think that says how how good the games were i think they were all enjoyable uh i mean there was the there's some comp some videos that were compiled together that were shown that i mean they were all last second field goals to send the game to ot and three were last second field goals to to win it all i mean do you guys agree that this is possibly the best football weekend we've ever experienced, at least at our age? I think so. I think just with the the culmination of the regular season and having that extra week of football, and then now the playoffs, it, like we expected so much, I think, of this season, and I think it's sort of surpassed definitely those expectations that we have, and we still got a few more games to go, so very excited to uh, for those games. I would definitely agree with you guys. I think it is the best football weekend I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I know I've, I saw plenty of people on Twitter saying it was the greatest time or the greatest football weekend of their time too. So I'd completely agree. Again, we have four fantastic games that, you know, last night's game I think could easily go down as the greatest game ever played in the, in the NFL, but you could easily make a, a very valid like reason or a very valid valid argument for all four of those games to be in the top I'd say the top 100 games of all time yeah and let's let's start with last night's game I mean it was phenomenal there's I believe 25 points scored in the the last two minutes the the win probability on ESPN was just up and down, up and down the last it's, it's insane to go look at. It's, it's one of the funnier ones to, I think win probability is kind of funny because it's kind of obvious once it gets towards the end of the game, but it's, it's hilarious to look at the last night's game and just, just, wow, the, the QB battle was great. Um, it's exciting to think about that. This is as long as these QBs are healthy, we should get these battles in the future. It should be continuous and, I mean, other teams just got to hope that they pair up like this before the AFC championship. So they have a chance to get the AFC championship. Um, but yeah, just, just wild, crazy. That 13 seconds is uh, too much time. I know it's, it's kind of a joke, but in a way it was too much time for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it was just who had the ball last. It's what it came down to. It's what it was going to come down to. And it's, it's wild. I mean, was, I guess with 13 seconds left, did you guys doubt or believe at that point, Patrick Mahomes? I was a doubter, to be honest. I was like, there's no way they're going to get off the field goal. And then it was a 48 yards or 49. It's like far-ish, but pretty comfy after 13 seconds. Honestly, like when I saw that, like at, at that point, it just seemed like the, the two quarterbacks were just getting whatever they wanted. They were making every throw. The defense couldn't stop anything, and the, a part of that is because they were just gassed. You could see the Bills were gassed. The ch Chiefs D linemen were gassed. A bunch of them came out of the game on that last uh, throw to Gabriel Davis. But, again, when he made that throw, great throw, great throw by – I mean, great game by Gabriel Davis as a whole, ridiculous. Um, but once he made that throw, I saw 13 seconds. Like, for some reason, I just – I think it was part of it because I didn't want the game to be over. I wanted to see more. 
But again, at that point, I didn't really doubt it because I was, I know what the Chiefs are. And if anybody really could get it done, it would be them. And it, they made it look so easy. Just, I think it was like two throws, one to Tyreek and then the other one to Kelsey. Got, they got those 49, 48 yards. And it just, with three seconds to spare, they were to kick a field goal into overtime. So I was very excited that it happened. But again, when he, Josh Holland did uh, throw that touch, and I, I just, I, there was something in, that I thought that I was like, there's no way it could, it could end like that. I felt like there was more and uh, there was a whole lot more that, uh, that happened after that. I will say this. I, first off, I've been tweeting a lot more than usual. Like I've, I've stopped caring about who sees my tweets. I've just started tweeting whatever I see on TV. I tweeted this right after that touchdown. The scary thing, the scariest thing about this is there's still 13 seconds left on the clock and there's still a chance this goes to overtime. I'm not saying I predicted it, but I'm also saying that the Bills are one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I think we all understand how special teams works. Typically, when you squib the ball, squib kick the ball, it goes down the field and doesn't go touchback. So touchback obviously didn't kill any time off. The squibbing would have killed time off. What uh, I don't get what the special teams co- like coordinator or the kicker or anybody, I don't really get why on earth they decided to kick it out of the end zone for a touchback and not kill any time off where, you know, I get it. If you had, I don't know if Tyreek Hill was back there or not. I'll have to take a look, but you know, if you're just doing that to not kick it to Tyreek Hill, I think that's a major, major issue that honestly, I don't know if that special teams coordinator is going to be a special teams coordinator for the Bills much longer. That's one thing that puzzled me. Uh, there was so much soft, there was a lot of soft coverage on that last, on that last touchdown too in regulation that, you know, Tyreek Hill should never have gotten. I mean, again, we'll say this. He is the fastest player in the NFL and can easily dice up pretty much any DB, linebacker, safety, you name it. He's probably ran past them at this point. So I'm not shocked that Tyreek Hill did that. But at the same time, with how dominant of a bill of a secondary that the Bills have had this year, even without having, you know, your court, your cornerback one, Tredavious White, for what, half of the season – they're still the top defense and yet they give up these soft coverages at the end of the game. And you know that Harrison Bucker can make those long field goals. So all you have to do is just, you know, not play prevent defense, but basically just allow them to get those short yardage gains and only allow that. So there's a lot of great things that came out of last night's game. And I'm honestly so happy that, you know, all three of us, we want to go into sports media. I'm glad that we get to cover this for the next 10 to 15 years. And we'll talk about it as well later. We still have Joe Burrow to talk about, Justin Herbert, who's not even in the playoffs, but he's going to be, you know, one of the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. So I think this was a fantastic game. However, the Bills blew it. One, by playing soft coverages, and two, by not squibbing that last kick and allowing some of that time to get, you know, to kill some of that time. I think an interesting stat as well about this is that the last drive took 13 seconds, which was surprisingly one second less than that last play by Dak Prescott on the quarterback sneak. I just found that funny. 
mainly because I hate the Cowboys, of course, but also at the same time, it just like it just shows how good coach how well coached some teams are and how badly coached some team some other teams are like the Cowboys. Yeah, I saw there's a joke about McCarthy. I saw that was basically like, wow, McCarthy's probably confused that you're able to pass the ball in this situation, which is just just hilarious to think about that. It took them. I mean, the draw play. I don't know. It's it's still hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. It's funnier because it's it's the Cowboys. But wow, that they got down. And I agree. They should they should have squib kicked it. They. I mean, that's going to at least take off maybe three or four seconds. You're you're hoping at least, and I think that could have been the difference in, in the game, right there. Or it could have been instead of a 49 yard field goal, it could have been like a 56 yard field goal, which is which is a big difference to be honest. And that could have had them in the AFC Championship at this point. And, of course, we're overtime is going to be talked about. I think most people kind of agree that overtime kind of sucks, and we wish that uh, the teams would both get a shot. But I don't think there's much to add to that conversation, to be honest. But we can head to the, the earlier game, and Tom Brady ends up almost coming back against the Los Angeles Rams and – Man, I, I was nervous. I was like, are you serious right now? He's, he's going to find a way, and then he's going against the 49ers, and I think he'll be able to beat the 49ers. And then whoever ends up playing for the AFC is going to have a good chance to beat them. I was like, wow, they were down. This is going to be a huge blown lead by Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. But they find a way to be able to win it. Very happy for Matthew Stafford, who's obviously been on a – a team, the Lions, for a very long time that just isn't successful has uh, uh, thwarted his possibility of being one of the, the better QBs. But, Manny, did you think Tom Brady was going to find a way to a NFC championship during this game? Absolutely. I was fully convinced once they, once Leonard Fournette scored and made it 27-27 that this was at least going into overtime. I thought, you know, if they went into overtime that – for some reason, Tom was going to get the ball first and they were going to go down and score. I, that was already the scenario I had in my head in that the Rams somehow blew this lead with basically like it seemed like garbage time plays when uh, Mike Evans caught that touch and over Rams. He kind of seemed like nobody was really trying. Tom Brady was just throwing it up, see, give it, giving him a shot, and they got that touchdown and then Cam Akers fumbled again. And it just turned everything on its head. And at 27-27, it was just anything could happen. And all credit to the Rams, though, and especially Matthew Stafford for being criticized most most of his career for not really being in the playoffs or just not getting that playoff win. He already got one last week. Not that much of a challenge. But then to answer back to that to that uh, 27-27 score and kind of make those plays to Cooper Cup and get him in position to uh, kick that field goal. A lot of a lot of credit goes to him and just the Rams, I guess. Uh, overall for not blowing that huge lead that they have and keeping their composure again like Pat, like Patrick said before just kind of playing onto this theme of how teams that make it this far are the ones that are the good organizations that are well run well coached and just know what to do in these kind of in these um, delicate situations it just shows like why they make it up to this point so again uh, great great plays by the Rams and Cooper Cup who kind of fumbled and kind of made a, the one mistake this whole season by fumbling earlier, but made up for it 
uh, and did a lot more than that. So I think the Rams did deserve to move on, but uh, I was definitely nervous when uh, they scored. And I thought that uh, Tom Brady would make, I don't know, would somehow make, find himself in another Super Bowl. Um, but thank God, thank God it didn't happen. I completely agree. I'm glad that, you know, honestly, again, we'll talk about it, but, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers losing in the same weekend, I think has to be the greatest gift out of all of this. I, you know, I could not ask for anything more. And we'll get into Aaron Rodgers and, you know, how, how fun that is. But again, this game, I think the Rams Bucks game again, I think it was probably the second best game of the weekend. In my opinion, I think it was extremely competitive. I think the Rams, you know, I agree with you, Manny. I think that they did deserve to end up moving on to the NFC championship but they definitely showed some worrying signs. Again, when you're up 27-3 and then all of a sudden, you know, the Bucks come all the way back from that, it was definitely concerning to see that. And I know the 49ers, I mean, they're playing extremely well and there's a very good chance that we see another Chiefs, in my opinion, a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Hopefully it's the 49ers winning it this time, but you never know. I think it's I think it's gonna be a great game, regardless. I think it's I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Rams Bucks, great game. I think Cooper Cup really, I think he has a very good chance of winning offensive player of the year, maybe MVP, but I, I didn't think he had the great, the most fantastic game, even though he had a couple of key plays. So I'm glad that Tom Brady lost, but also at the same time, I think the 49ers saw what the Bucs were able to do to come back 24 points to 27-27 and lose on a, you know, a last-second field goal. I think the 49ers are probably in a better better position right now to win, but I still think the Rams are a very good team, and I think Matt Stafford, I think everyone's going to be pulling for him to make it to a Super Bowl. And, you know, obviously I'd want him to win. I would want him to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm going to say this now. And if it happens, I'm going to be a genius. But if it doesn't happen, it does, you know, we'll forget about it. I will put my money on if Matthew Stafford and the Rams make it to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, if he wins, he will retire. He will retire as soon as the de- as soon as the game is over. I think as long as he gets one Super Bowl, he is automatically in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. So, you know, if it, if they win the Super Bowl. I think Stafford retires. I think he'll, that'll be his, you know, all right, I've done everything I can possibly do. I've won the Super Bowl. I'm done. I think that's a very real, I think that's a very realistic possibility. But again, if it happens, I'm a genius. If it doesn't, we never talked about this at all. Yeah, I think I might stand on the other side. I, I'm scared of he wins it, which I'm, I'll be happy if he wins it, but I'm scared that he could walk away with like, three more in like the next like five years or like three total I could see happening just because the the team's good and it just kind of I think is going to elevate his legacy I think if he gets one it'll elevate it extremely especially just only being one year on the Rams after being on the Lions people would just be like what could have been and if he stays longer and if the Rams you know they know how to work the cap situation they've proven that they know how to do it without even draft picks and if they stay good and he wins like just two, in all honesty, I think he's going to be elevated as one of the greatest quarterbacks because he's on a crappy team 
elevated that team and basically did nothing. Uh, I mean, he did a lot with nothing is what I'm trying to say. And now he's on a good team and he wins like automatically. I mean, I think he's, he's going to be elevated extremely. I think honestly, he'll be above Rogers, but I think people, I think people have the conversation to be honest. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here. If Stafford wins this year, they both have one Rogers and Stafford. People don't like Rodgers right now. Could you see people claiming Stafford is the better QB? Because he only had one good team, really. I mean, we talked about this on Saturday. I think the Packers are the biggest underachieving team in the NFL of all time. You know, they've had, what, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play from Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And you only have, what, I think two Super Bowls in that time and a couple of NFC championships. And, I mean, that's really it. That's all you have to show for that. That's kind of, I mean, you know, again, there's probably, there's a bunch of reasons, a.k.a. they haven't drafted a good offensive skill player in the first round in a long time. So, and again, they also punted their decision a couple of years ago in the first round by drafting Jordan Love when, you know, they probably could have waited until, you know, maybe this year's draft or next year's draft. And it probably would have been a better quarterback draft for him. So, you know, I would say, God, I mean, I want to say Stafford retires after winning this one. And I think auto, I think winning the Super Bowl for him would be the top of would be that would be it he would be one of the most be, he would be one of the best quarterbacks of all time like you talked about just because he made the lions so competitive even when they were a poverty franchise they were god awful every single season the man went through an 0 and 16 season and still came out to play for what the next like 10 years 10, 11 years with the Lions and still made them a half decent team. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks and, you know, we can easily debate if he's going to stay or not, but there's a real possibility that, you know, he's up there in age already and he already has a family. He likes living in LA. There's a good chance that he gets that Super Bowl win retires. And I think he's an automatic, he's an automatic into the hall of fame. No question. Do you think, Manny, that he would, uh, I mean, just elevate his legacy overall? Do you think, where do you think the discussion, I guess, could possibly go? How crazy do you think people will get if he wins the Super Bowl after just being one year on a really good team? I think after one, people will will kind of, it'll validate a lot of things people have said about him, that um, it's just, he's just been on the lines. This guy has all the talent in the world with some of the best right now, but he's just been on the line. So what more? What, how much can you really do with that? He comes to the Rams, elevates them. Uh, it's not like they've kind of elevated his play. It, he's been a big uh, factor in what they've been able to do and how good they've become. So he's played a lot into how good they are, and he's kind of elevated them to places where really, realistically, Jared Goff would would really never do, even though they got to a Super Bowl. Um, but so even after one, I think, People will kind of it'll just validate, like I said. But if he, like you said, Connor, if he stayed sticked around, if he stuck around like three, four more years, maybe, and he got like two, like two, three total, that would put him in a, a very interesting discussion with people. I think with people comparing him to Rogers a lot more than 
Rodgers being compared to Brady, if that makes sense. Because right now, obviously, those two guys are the guys that people look at as the two best, like easily uh, two of the top five. But if Matthew Stafford got total two, two Super Bowls or three Super Bowls, I think the discussion will be a lot closer if he's equal or maybe even better than Rodgers than Rodgers being close to Brady because again Rodgers just doesn't have the the accolades that Brady has that no one will ever probably will but if Matthew gets that many Super Bowls in just this limited time people um, again going back to what you said Connor people will kind of think of it like what could have been like what could he have been done potentially on a good team like the Rams like Brady has with the Bucs, or even if he was on the Packers, how many the Packers could have won with Matthew Stafford if uh, if the roles were reversed? That one kind of hurts. Fashion. That one hurts. I yeah, I, <laughs> when I said it, when I just said it, I saw his face just drop dead. Like, oh <laughs> God! When I when I just said it, now I kind of realized it. But I mean, it is it is something somewhat true. I don't know if you've ever thought about it like that, Connor. But I'm sorry that uh, I kind of brought that up. But again, yeah, it's just it's interesting to to think about it like that with uh, with Matt Stafford. He's only thirty three. It's not like he's like Rogers' age or something like that. He's not like he's thirty five. He could, I think, I could see him playing like three, max probably four years and kind of getting at least one more Super Bowl if he stays on the Rams. Moving forward to the game, I don't want to talk about very much. Uh, it's a pessimistic view. Um, I get um probably the few that would say this game stinks and sucked. I think a lot of people were um, cheering against the Packers and specifically Rodgers, I would say. Um, Cause even, even last year, people weren't against the pack Packers or Rodgers. And I say generally, like I get people don't like the Packers cause they're pretty good overall. And I, and I understand that that makes sense, but I think the, uh, the hatred was uh, increased this year after how Rogers has, has acted during the off season. And then with uh, COVID and whatnot, um, obviously that issue. And that's, that's been a, been a stink about things. And then um, just cause the, the Twitter reaction and I, um, it was interesting to see, I was like, man, I didn't realize how many people have just, not liked Rogers this year. I get people didn't like him, but I think after the game, I was like, wow, people really disliked him. And I think uh, it's kind of crazy because I feel like he was generally liked and the Packers organization was blamed for the failures overall. But this one year has flipped his legacy and his ending where it's, he's the one getting blamed for his lack of Super Bowls. And that's not the, that wasn't the narrative before this year. It was reversed. And I think it's honestly because he's taken a couple dumb stances and it's skewed people's views and whatnot. And it's been, um, I don't know. It's been a weird year for me. I can't tell you how many strangers have come up and talked to me and be like, you, what do you think about Rogers and his vaccine? says like, I don't know you. It's just odd. It's just people just come up and want to talk about that when I'm wearing Packers gear. And, um, but yeah, the, the game stunk from my thing. Um, Defensive game, it sucks. I mean, Rodgers should be able to to at least get one touchdown. He should be able to win the game. There's too many threes and outs. I get the 49ers defense is a great defense, but as an MVP, he played MVP caliber this year, but he didn't, didn't show up this game. It was at home. It was cold. Um, 
everything was in his favor. Everything you think that would be good for him. He finally has got a good defense. I get it was the special team's fault in a way. And the special team was awful this whole year. And it, it just showed, obviously, we, we know the blocked punt for the touchdown. Um, and then a blocked field goal. Both those things, the reason we lost in a way. But also, I blame a lot on Rodgers and whatnot. Um, one of my favorite jokes, though, it was hard to read through them all, to be honest. But one of my favorites was uh, Rodgers is avoiding the uh, end zone, like avoiding uh, CDC guidelines, which I found pretty funny overall. But what were both of y'all's thoughts on this game? Obviously, I assume you guys were happier uh, that Rodgers and the Packers lost and uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers pulled off the upset. I just – when the game ended, it just seemed like it all ended too quickly. Like, the game just kind of flew by. And, like, when they – when, like, those last couple minutes were kind of ticking down, it just seemed like – I didn't come to a realization that the Packers could lose until there was like only seconds left. And I was thinking like, oh, like, oh my God, like they're about to lose to the 49ers. How did this, how did we get here? Um, but again, just touching on the points that you said, Connor, I think we could all agree on it that it's just with Air, with Rodgers, he's obviously talent-wise, he's obviously probably one of the best, if not the best talent-wise, but the accolades is what a lot of people care about. And it's what will follow him um, inevitably until uh, to to he stops playing and how with all this talent, how could you not win more than one? And I'm not saying he's probably done after this. He could get a, another chance at it um, with how long Brady's playing. And if Brady can muster uh, the physical part of it, I th- I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers can too. So I'm not saying he's done, but at, up to this point, you'd think a guy like that could have at least at least two or definitely even three. But just touching up on this game, the 49ers, it just never seemed like they got into a groove like they did against the Cowboys. Like they came out hot against the Cowboys. And again, and in this game, they just seemed to kind of stutter. Jimmy G made that bad mistake, that bad throw during that interception. And at that point, I kind of figured, oh, they had their they had they they had their shot. And now Rogers is gonna come out and kind of kind of wake up this offense and put some points up on the board, but it never really happened. It never seemed like he got any real uh, connection with any of the other receivers. There was a throw I saw that he threw that um, that long pass to Devontae in double coverage when Alan Lazard like kind of like hooked across the middle for that first down. It's kind of like it was just a weird game for Roger, very uncharacteristic of him to kind of like I think the pressure kind of got to him at that point. He just wanted uh, to make a play and kind of get this offense going and kind of just stop it from stuttering, but. He just missed those easy throws, which routinely he he would make on any other day, but just an odd game. And I think other than uh, Rodgers obviously getting the majority of the of the blame, I think it also just goes to the coaching staff. Obviously, the special teams, you don't really have to talk about that. They've been bottom tier of the NFL this season. So you can't really explain how you're still doing bad if you've been that bad this whole season. But Again, I think it just falls on uh, Lafleur. Also, just I don't know. You had you have all this talent, but coaching wise, you just can't get over the hump and can't get back to where you were last season, uh, where a lot of people thought you'd be in the Super Bowl. So, um, personally, I I kind of wanted to see Rogers get at least another Super Bowl, just because I like he's been so good. I just kind of felt like he he deserves at least one more after this. Like, how could he not? But again, they just they just didn't get it done and. Now, um, he made interesting comments after the game. I think we all saw those, how he doesn't really feel like at this point of his career, he wants to be part of a rebuild. So 
that is huge for all these other teams that think they could get them, like the Broncos. They're not rebuilding, but like teams like the Seahawks, the the Giants, teams like that that need one. He's not gonna go to any of those teams, so it'll be interesting to see. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna leave, but it'll be interesting now with those comments being said where where he'll end up. He wants to be on a contender right away, so it'll be interesting to see what team gives up something maybe to get him right away and uh, where he'll end up. I think there's a lot of variables going on with Aaron Rodgers right now. Obviously, like you talked about, Connor, there is a lot of controversial takes that he had really throughout the season, obviously, you know, relating to his vaccination status, all that stuff. But at the same time, he's a much different, I think he has become such a different quarterback than we saw you know, just a couple of years ago when he was being hailed as one of the most clutch quarterbacks we'd ever seen. I mean, how many times has he won games on like the last drive or, you know, a Hail Mary and he got and they win it? I think this season, I think 100% has changed his legacy forever. You know, whether that's off the field with his, you know, his takes and whatever or on the field and his questionable quarterback play, I think there is a lot of this that you can throw at him, but also at the same time, people have been hyping up LaFleur ever since he got hired. And for good reason, he's a good head coach. I mean, they've been, he's been probably one of the most successful, what he's been the head coach for what, three, four years now, something like that. He's the most successful. He's the first ever coach to get 39 wins in three years. And he didn't even need the extra game. Which no, is it's, wild. It's, it's but. extremely, it's crazy to say that, that he's the most successful coach, but he can't get over that hump. And that is something that, you know, the Packers are probably going to have to take a very hard look at. And, you know, if it ends up being something where Jordan Love is your quarterback next year, you know, you have to take a hard look at whether, you know, Matt LaFleur is going to be able to handle a potential rebuild. I highly doubt Rodgers comes back. I highly doubt Devontae Adams comes back. They don't have the money for it. They're $45 million over the cap. I don't know how, but they're $45 million over the cap, which is pretty pretty hard to do, in my opinion. So I think the Packers, as much talent as they have, and they do have some very good talent, this team – is in a bit of a purgatory right now because you have, again, you have good wide receivers, good young wide receivers, a good running back stable too. A.J. Dillon, I mean, he's quickly becoming a very good running back in this league. And, I mean, he's going to ground and pound his way to, you know, a very good career in my opinion. My, I don't know if that's going to be with the Packers much as you can probably say for Aaron Jones, if that's going to, if he's going to end up being with the Packers as well, there's a lot of variables going on with this team right now. And I think it is, it's, it's sad to see that because Rogers has obviously been a quarterback as long as we've, you know, been, we just knew about the NFL and understood it. It's sad to see that generation of quarterbacks finally retiring, but I feel like this might be just because I don't know if he's going to have, if his legacy keeps getting tarnished, whether that's his own doing or just the teams that he's on, it might be better for him to retire now and, you know, maintain what legacy he still has left. But 
As for the 49ers, I mean, again, this is a team that is stacked from top to bottom. They have an impressive draft history. Again, you know, props to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They've done an excellent job out, out in San Francisco. And you think about it, when's the last time you guys heard about George Kittle? Like, I have not heard his name at all this season. And the 49ers are still in the are still in the NFC Championship and a potential Super Bowl, you know, potentially being in the Super Bowl and winning it as well. It's shocking to say that because he's been such a dominant tight end, but I feel like we just have not heard his name at all, maybe because of Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo Samuel, he has honestly become such a dynamic and versatile player that you could, oh God, it's tough because I'm trying to think of any other, like really, I don't know if there is another player like Debo Samuel who's had this kind of, you know, running back wide receiver role, but more running back now. It's, I'm honestly glad to see it because I'm, I hope more players turn out to be like Debo Samuel, but this 49ers team is stacked. I think the biggest thing out of all of this is who is your quarterback next season? Is Are you going to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo or are you going to go with Trey Lance? Honestly, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, I go with Jimmy G. I think you should continue to go with Jimmy G. I think it's, t- you know, it'd be a much tougher conversation if you don't win the NFC Championship next week. But I think if he ends up winning the Super Bowl or even just making it, I think you have to keep him as your starting quarterback. And that's obviously sucks because they just drafted Trey Lance with a top three pick when they probably could have used it on someone else. But at that time, that was the safe pick for them to have a good quarterback in the in the waiting because they didn't know what Jimmy G they were going to get. And I guess it kind of, you know, in a sense, it benefited the 49ers because it probably made him want to play better. And, you know, they, you know, were able to hit on Jimmy G and now he's become a great quarterback. But at the same time, you have the number three pick who's currently waiting and hasn't played much. I've gotten much playoff ex- or just game experience in general. So I think there's a lot of variables going on with both teams, but I'm excited to see where the 49ers go. I think it's going to be a great NFC championship. All right, let's move forward to Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans. Another number one seed falls this weekend. I thought there was there's some interesting uh, discussion around it, being like, do you do you want the the one seed? I, I think I disagree with that. I think the stats show that the buy is still good, um, unless it radically changes over the next five years. I think still the one seed is is a valuable asset. I get maybe as a fan being like, like as a Packers fan, I got some people, I got understanding the the argument of this has been bad luck for us in a way we come out stale in these games, but I still, still think it's a, it's a valuable buy. You get players back, you get Derek Henry more time. The Packers got players more time. Obviously both situations didn't turn out how each team wanted, but I still think it's what you want generally. Joe Burrow. I think that's a, a big takeaway. And I think the biggest takeaway is that he's a winner. He's, he's going to be around. Um, Manly doesn't look too excited. But I think uh, unlike Baker Mayfield, Joe, Joe Burrow is actually a real winner. Um, what do you think about the future of the Bengals this game, specifically to Manny, but uh, just looking forward since they're in your division? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, definitely a part of me was hoping that uh, Joe Burrow would end up like Baker Mayfield. This overhyped guy just coming in, claims, claims to be a winner, but once he gets to the NFL, it's a, it's a little bit different. But no, nah, all, all credit to Joe Burrow. Um, if he wasn't a Bengal, I would love Joe Burrow, but just because he's on the Bengals, it uh, kind of sucks that I have to watch him a, a lot in the in the games against the Steelers. But again, um, from an unbiased perspective, it just he's just turned this team around completely. And in a matter of two years, this team is is very very good. And to be in the AFC Championship again in such a little time is it's crazy. Thinking that this Bengals team was kind of one of the uh, bottom tier teams just not long ago and Joe Burrow comes along they get uh, some new guys in T Higgins and Jamar Chase uh, Joe Mixon's been there for a little bit and so has Tyler Boyd but now with these new younger guys coming in their their core of players is I think like 25 years and younger so that's just it's crazy how much success they've already had um, but again the Bengals I think just from this game and looking forward I think they can only they can only get better really with this experience that they have, that they have gained so far this year and only going forward, they're going to be still very young and they're only going to play better in these games, in my opinion. And not, not many of their uh, players are going to change really. I think they're all under good contracts and stuff. So I think they're well-structured going forward and they, they showed why they made it up to this point, really in this game, their, their defense made, Big big plays when they when they had to they signed uh, Mike Killen from us again watching him hurts seeing him make two great plays uh, or one really good play just that that anticipation interception was great and then just throughout the game what he's able to do is great and then um, there's offensively not much to say just the Jamar to the Joe Burrow connections just basically unstoppable up to this point. Um, nobody can. Nobody has really found an answer to completely negate that connection. And again, being sacked nine times in a game to find a way to win is just ridiculous. And how the Titans haven't didn't win this game is beyond me. I mean, I've never really been high on the Titans. I don't as the one seed comparing the two one seeds. I thought they were clearly the much weaker team, and really that's what made the AFC so competitive in my eyes. Like this, the top seed that's supposed to have this advantage over everybody doesn't isn't really that much farther ahead than any of the other teams in, in the AFC so again the Titans uh, squandered an opportunity to really their best opportunity I think uh, that they've gotten uh, and that they will get in the next couple of years um, to be the one seed in the AFC and having teams come through um, their stadium to make it to the AFC championship it just sucks Derrick Henry got that extra rest but again wasn't really um, the guy that we've seen throughout these last two seasons. Never really got that big run to break off, and they never really got his momentum going. And Tannehill, again, just crumbled in uh, the, this this stage, I guess you could say. Um, first pass of the game was an interception, and then that interception in the red zone was just uh, just demoralizing for, for their team as a whole. But, again, it's not totally lost for them. I think their defense is – uh, oddly enough, what they can build off of now. So for so long, I thought it was the weakest part of their team, but it seemed now with Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree and other guys that they have, uh, this could be uh, something they could build off of. So again, credit to the Bengals for this game, but the Titans wasted a big opportunity to uh, to possibly make a Super Bowl, maybe even win it, depending on who's there. So again, 
just sucks for them and good uh, credit goes to the Bengals for, for getting there this season. Yeah, I think I'll agree with both of you guys. I think this, excuse me, I think this Bengals team is going to be dangerous. Again, the AFC is going to be such a great conference to watch for the next 10, 15 years, just because you have quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um, Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Joe Burrow. God, I almost forgot him for a second. Um, There's a lot of great quarterbacks in this conference, and I'm so happy that we get to watch this. Going with the Bengals, this offense is underrated, extremely underrated. I think they have a great worker, work, work, horse running back in Joe Mixon, uh, who dropped in the draft, and the Bengals were able to scoop him up, I think, in the second or third round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, CJ Uzama is a very underrated tight end. He's become a linchpin in that offense for the Bengals and really the safety valve for Joe Burrow throughout the season. And of course, you cannot mention the Bengals offense without talking about, like you talked about Manny, the Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase connection, which, you know, it's early, you know, we still have so many years ahead of them. But this could this could go down as one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos that we've potentially have ever seen. I mean, they're already so well connected that I mean, you saw that with like Peyton and Marvin Harrison Sr. Uh, oh God, you saw that with like Brady and Edelman. Like they were just so in tune with each other that they knew what was what the other was going to do before the defenders even had a chance to try and, you know, figure out what was going on. So I'm very excited to see what happens with this Bengals team. I really hope that they do end up making the Super Bowl. I think that would be fantastic. You know, obviously I would have loved a Bengals Bills AFC championship. That would honestly have been the greatest thing I would have ever seen because you have Bills Mafia and then you also have the Bengals who haven't been to a playoff in what 30 years. They haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. And now they won two in a row against two really good, like pretty good teams. I'm really excited for the Bengals. Honestly, they're my dark horse to win the Super Bowl. I think they have a great, they have a lot of talent. But like every other sports writer and sports media person in the entire country, and probably the three of us have said, they need to invest in that offensive line. Jonah Williams is great. I really like him. I really liked him coming out of Alabama, but they need to invest fast because Joe Burrow cannot take nine sacks. That is impo- that is awful. And that's coming from the team with the other guy that had that record, eight plus sacks with Donovan McNabb, and they still ended up winning the playoff game. So you have to invest in the lines. And I think that is the biggest thing that the Bengals could do, because if they do that, again, this is a potential Super Bowl competitor for the next five years, 10 years, maybe, because you have a lot of your, a lot of your core players are young or just entering their prime. So I'm excited. I think the Bengals are a great team. I think the Titans, you know, they rested so much on Derrick Henry that they, that their entire, when they just, weren't able to get Derrick Henry going, they fell apart in Ryan Tannehill. As good of a quarterback as he, as he has been for Tennessee, and I'm happy to see that after he was, I mean, unfortunately in a bad situation in Miami, he faltered under the pressure. I think the team, the defense played great, but the offense just sputtered throughout the game. 
and was not able to score the amount of points that were able to win them that game. So Bengals are on a great track. I think the Titans have a great wide receiver in AJ Brown, but they also got to, they also have some, you know, stuff they got to figure out and they got to start drafting better too, because they've missed on a couple of recent high profile picks. And I think it did come down to kind of Tannehill not playing up to what he needs to play to win a playoff game like this. And then on one side, also Derek Henry, I know he's fully cleared claims fully healthy, but I think he just needed maybe like one game. If he played, uh, I get why you, you wouldn't rush him back like week 18 or something, but I think if he got one more game, got into a rhythm, I think we could have seen him be able to control and bust out a long one. Like, uh, you guys said he just we never saw that. That was that was a big thing. We never saw any Derrick Henry. I was I was all I was wedding the entire game. I was like, when's that fourth quarter? He likes to take over late. He's one of the running backs that can do it. Probably the only running back that can take over the game in the fourth quarter. And it just never happened. And I think that's probably due to the injury this year. And it's amazing that he came back, but I think it ended up screwing over the Titans at the end of the day. Heading to championship weekend. First one is 3 p.m. on CBS, AFC Championship, Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs. Looks like it's going to be a fun one. Two really good QBs. Kansas City currently favored by seven, according to the line that's shown on, I guess that's Caesars Sportsbook on uh, ESPN.com. I think that's a little high, maybe, a tiny bit. I don't know. Seven seems like a lot because I think Joe Burrow can can keep him around. I think he'll find a way. But I understand why they got to that number. But I, I'm going to go chalk. I'll go Chiefs. I think Burrow will make it interesting. But I just think overall that Chiefs offense is still a step ahead of that Bengals offense. And if it's a shootout, I'm like we saw, I'm, I'm going Patrick Mahomes until – it's unproven that he's not going to win a shootout because I think he's going to win pretty much any shootout he's in. What are y'all guys' picks? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with that pick also. I think the Chiefs, uh, they're at home again, hosting another AFC championship, like four consecutive. It's it's ridiculous. And if I had any doubts about picking Patrick Mahomes before last night, they've all gone away. I will probably, I will probably pick Patrick Mahomes in most playoff games going forward. Since uh, since he got his team to tie the game with 13 seconds left, so I think they're just they they've been here before. For, like I said, four previous or three previous times, not counting this this coming one. It's uh, they know what to do, they know how to play, and I think again the Bengals are. It's remarkable what they've done up to this point, but this will only help them get to a good spot maybe next year where they'll definitely um, be a lot more, it'll be a lot more closer match if they were to meet again next year. But I think this year is a bit too early for most of their players. And I think they'll just take this and learn from it. So I'm going to go with the chiefs to make uh, another super bowl um, this coming, this coming Sunday. I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to say the Bengals win it for the sole reason that oh god actually i don't know about that one i'm just gonna i'm just gonna forget that the chiefs have like dynamic players all over offense and defense uh just forget all about that and just say the Bengals are gonna win because i think i really want to see joe burrow and jamar chase in the super bowl i think that'd be fantastic i think it'd be great for the sport uh and i think more people would actually be inclined to watch the super bowl if there's a different team than the chiefs 
I think a Bengals 49er, I will say this. I don't know if you guys caught this. The last time the Bengals and the 49ers played in the playoffs was the last time the Bengals had won a playoff game. So I'm really hoping that the Bengals make the play, make the Super Bowl. So we're able to get that rematch. Obviously, teams are much, much different, you know, completely different teams. But I think this, I think that'd be a great matchup. I really, I love the, I love the Chiefs. I think Big Reds, one of the best all-time head coaches. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that stat either. He's the only coach in NFL history to make four straight AFC, AFC title games and four straight NFC title games. It is the only coach in NFL history. And, you know, as much as much hate as he got in Philadelphia, he was a, I mean, he was a good coach. I mean, he really had some incredible teams that he was able to build. So I really hope that I really think that the Bengals are going to win, but it's going to be very, very close. Now I'm going to say one name who I think we all have been thinking about since yesterday or Saturday, excuse me, is Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson will be the reason that the Bengals will beat the Chiefs on Sunday. I a hundred percent think he's he's been the clutchest kicker all season, and he's a rookie fifth round pick out of Florida. I mean, it's it's impressive what he's done. I think he's going to be the reason that the Bengals end up making the Super Bowl. I'm very excited to watch this game. Moving on to the NFC Championship, six thirty p.m. on Fox. San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams. Rams is currently favored by three and a half. It's going to be a good one. I don't know. I I want to go Rams. I really do. And I think I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to go Rams, but I, I don't love the pick just because I think maybe Kyle Shanahan will find a way to get the 49ers into the Super Bowl somehow. Matthew Stafford plays great. Cooper Cup plays great. They limit turnovers. And I think the defense is just good enough to tear up Jimmy G. I mean, if Jimmy G plays like he did last Saturday, they they most likely won't win again because they're going to have to get lucky with special teams or the defense is going to have to stop them again. That's, that's tough to do, to be honest. I just think the Rams have the formula to be able to beat them. So going Rams here by a touchdown. I'm also going to go with the Rams. It's it's so hard. Surely, surely the 49ers won't beat the Rams three times in one season. I, I can't see it happening. Um, it's weird when you say that a coach, as great as Kyle Shannon has been, when he sees another team three times, you hope or you assume that they're going to – like the game plan is just going to be perfect. Like much like Bill Belichick uh, when he saw Josh Allen three times, you'd think he was going to finally find the formula, but it wasn't the case. And I just don't think it will be the case here. I think the Rams are just a lot they – just, they're just more talented of a team. I think if the 49ers have any chance of winning, it will be because Jimmy G plays outstanding and makes a, a great like last – couple last minute drive where he sends uh, the 49ers to the Super Bowl. So I just don't see it happening. I think uh, the Rams, we saw what that pass rush can do. They were basically in Brady's face in like half a second or a second. So I think that'll be the same case again um, this Sunday. And I think it'll just be too much. And the last time they played the, the Rams were up, I think like 17, nothing or 17, seven at one point. So they just, 
they just kind of started on offense. But I don't think that'll be the case now. They got Cam Akers back. I think he'll rebound. And I think the Rams, uh, especially at home again, I think they'll uh, they'll take this one at home and host the Super Bowl at uh, at home in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with Rams uh, with the Rams to, to beat the 49ers. I really, really like Matt Stafford. I think he's a fantastic quarterback, fantastic. I think he's fantastic off the field, both what he's done in Detroit for that fan base, for that community, and what he's building out in L.A. I really, really want the 49ers to win this game because I really think, again, a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl would be interesting to watch because it's not the Chiefs or the Buccaneers or any of these teams that have been in the Super Bowl you know, consistently over the last couple of years, it's good to see the like a dynasty, but it does get boring after a while. And I think for the, I think for this, you know, for the Super Bowl, I think having a fresh fan bases in there will only invigorate more people to want to watch the game because we actually don't know who's going to be the Super Bowl winner this time. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a new Super Bowl winner. So I'm very excited to see how this Rams 49ers games go. I think it's going to be loud. I think that's the biggest thing out of all of this is that the 49ers fans who show who live in LA County, I don't know if you guys saw this either. The Rams are being really are being a little shady with this, with only allowing ticket or people from LA County because of COVID protocol, whatever that is. You know, you know how that goes. Uh, I think it's a bit shady to be completely honest. A bit, you know, come on, like, why do you got to do that? Like, I get it, but like, come on, you know doesn't really make much sense. The 49er fans in LA County are going to show up. I'd be very shocked to not see the, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see a sea of red and gold at this game. I think this can be a great game. Again, I don't know how you can potentially live up to these four games that we just had on Saturday and Sunday, but if it's just half of what the, you know, just the excitement that those games brought about, I'm very excited. However, for my pick for the NFC Championship, I'm going to say the Rams. I'm going to go with you guys. I think it's – I'm going to say the Rams take it. I think it's going to be a rams Bengals Super Bowl. And I think, again, that's even going to be a fun one to watch too. It's crazy how we didn't have a Super Bowl team host the Super Bowl. And I get they don't they don't host it. They like don't get a practice near like in the stadium and whatnot. It's really not theirs. But we haven't had a home team play in their home stadium ever till last year. And now we have it possibly twice. There's a there's a good shot that happens, which is crazy. I like that generally it's not the home team. So but you know it had to happen eventually. But that's been first moose with Connor, Patrick, and Manny. And we'll be back next week recapping the the championship. Hopefully we get another uh, set of good games. I, I think we we probably will. Hopefully they both will be good. And then hopefully we get a really good Super Bowl. It's been a great year of football, and we've enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed listening to first and moose. <laughs>